Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Peace Love Hormones podcast. I am your host, Maddie Miles. I created this podcast for both women and men who are looking to optimize their health through an integrative approach to overall wellness. Together, we will uncover why your health may be struggling due to imbalances within the body, mainly hormonal imbalances. By following along the Peace Love Hormones podcast, I will help to educate and inspire you to take control of your health and to heal your body the natural way. Now let's get to it. Hello, my people. I am so excited for today's episode. I feel like I say that for every episode, but it's also the truth. I always get excited to record a podcast and to talk about what I'm passionate about and to help inspire and educate all my female friends as well as the males for any males listening to this Thank you so much for tuning in. We, it's, you know, both males and females need to be learning about this stuff. It's a two-way street, so uh, a, a team effort, I guess I should say. But today, I'm going to be talking about alternative and natural birth control methods because this is a question I get all the time. And no wonder I get this question all the time. There is a huge miss education about the female body, um, how the female body works and how our hormones work what it means to, you know, conceive and to fertilize an egg and the other many available options that a female has when it comes to preventing birth and conception. So I want to dive into it. But beforehand, I do want to say I personally am not a fan of birth control. Now, there is no judgment whatsoever if a female wants to be on hormonal birth control. I myself was on birth control. I was on it for five plus years. However, my mission is to just educate females on how their bodies work, also to educate females on what hormonal birth control, whether it's in the form of the pill, the IUD, the implant, I want to educate females on what that does to our bodies and also you know, offer other alternative options and methods for preventing conception, also for balancing out your hormones because most females are put on hormonal birth control to quote unquote treat some type of hormonal imbalance. But we all know here that birth control does not treat any symptoms. Um, If anything, it just masks the symptoms that you are struggling with while creating other imbalances and dysbioses within your body. But I, you know, this is something that I want to bring up and to talk about because I don't want anyone to feel judged by me if you decide to be on hormonal birth control. If at the end of the day, after listening to my podcast episodes, after talking with me one-on-one, after following along my Instagram or any social media, you still decide that you want to be on hormonal birth control because it is, you know, it makes you feel safe and secure and, you know, you don't want to have to track your cycle. It's just Whatever, for whatever reason, it is off your radar and you would rather still continue to take hormonal birth control, that is your decision and that's at the end of the day what I want with my work. I want females to be making educated decisions about their own bodies, not just listening to what the doctor tells them to do. Because that was my life for so long. I was going in and out of different medical specialist offices and I was just kind of like listening to what they were saying. And I mean, I sort of didn't understand and I was always questioning like, well, why, why do I have to be on birth control? Or 
Why do I feel this way? Is it related to the pill that I'm taking? Why do I have to be on antidepressants? I mean, I was on, you know, multiple pharmaceuticals. And so I was always questioning. I was always really curious as to why that seemed to be the only option that medical professionals were offering to me. And then, you know, getting into this realm myself and realizing that there is another way. Not only is there another way, but being on these pills is actually really harmful for our bodies. And, you know, I'm sort of getting off topic a little bit because I'm talking about pharmaceuticals in general when really I want to just be focusing on birth control right now and, you know, alternative birth control methods. But I do just want to clarify that there is no judgment ever. I don't judge people for anything unless you're a terrible person. <laughs> just kidding. But mm-hmm. still, I really, I don't judge, you know, anyone for being on the on the pill. I just want to be a health advocate, an educator. Well, that's all, that's all anyone, that's all anybody knows sometimes, mm-hmm. which is sad. And this is why we're doing this. Exactly. Again, like we're not taught this in school or anything, so it's only reasonable that when a female goes in to see her primary care physician or her gynecologist and they offer birth control as an air quote solution to her problems, of course she's going to trust that and she's going to be like, yeah, give, give me the pill, you know? I trust you. Correct. You're supposed you, to know. You're supposed to be my health advocate. Yeah. Yeah. You went to school for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and it's not, you know, it's not the doctor's fault either. Um, I've been asked by many people, like, were you just so mad at all of your doctors when you started doing this schooling and going down this path yourself and realizing, like, you know, how the body really works? And I said, no, I'm not mad at them. I'm a little fed up with the system. You know, it's not their fault. They're not bad people. The whole system um, needs some work. It needs... um, it needs a nice massage and a hormone balancing latte <laughs> <laughs> and some acupuncture. I mean, we can have a whole episode about the system, right? And oh, like, yeah. But we're not going to get into that. Oh, yeah. Well, today I really just want to talk about the alternative birth control methods that are natural, that don't have synthetic hormones in it. They will not funk with your hormones. And um, oh, one more thing on birth control. <laughs> Maybe I should, I should just have a whole other episode on birth control and what it does to you. But it does deplete your body of essential nutrients, um, including zinc, magnesium, our B vitamins, vitamin C, and more. Um, those are just the main ones. It shuts down our ovulation to prevent pregnancy. And a lot of females tell me, you know, I'm on birth control, but I still get my period. Or females who are off the pill say, you know, when they're, you know, recapping their time on the pill, they were like, you know what, I was still really normal and regular when I was on the pill. And um, you, even if you do bleed every month while you're on the pill, that is not a period. Again, because you're not, you're not ovulating, you're not getting that half of your cycle. So I do just want to clarify that um, because some people do actually bleed while they're on the pill. I didn't bleed on the pill um, at all. So I didn't even have that. But anyway, it can increase uh, uh, females' risk of cancer. And also, just another little note, we should really be careful with synthetic hormones. You know, we're already exposed to so many environmental toxins on a daily basis. It's really impacting our livers. Um, You know, a healthy liver is a healthy body. And so it's really impacting both our liver and our gut. So 
we already have all these other things going on that we're trying to deal with every single day, you know, stress, both internal and external stress. And so to be taking synthetic hormones every single day, it's just like it's adding more junk to the rain barrel. You know, your rain barrel is filling up with all this, you know, junk, this water, and it's overflowing. So those are my little birth control reminders. I'm, I'm sorry if anyone's rolling their eyes at me like, Maddie, we know this. You already talk about this all the time. But I think it's, it's important stuff to kind of reiterate. Which reiterate why we're talking about alternative birth controls. Yes. So I love this. Um, I actually, so I, you know, obviously did a lot of research into like, okay, well, cause I was off the pill and I was like, well, I know what the pill does to you. I know why it's bad. And, you know, I know what I need to do to fix my body after the pill. But I had to, you know, do the research myself of like, well, then how do you not get pregnant? You know? Cause again, my sex ed in high school was like, okay, girls, if you don't want to get pregnant, you have to be on birth control. And if you don't want an STD, the guy has to wear a condom. That's, that was that sums up my sex ed in high school, and I think a lot of people relate to that. Um, I've actually talked to some people who are like, "Whoa, we didn't even get that like at all." So it's it's crazy. Um, you know, we're not educated on this. So I do want to bring up something really cool that I learned through my own personal research is that females every single month we only have a window where we're actually fertile, where we can fertilize an egg. Which is so cool. So and get pregnant. Yeah. So, you know, previously thought, I guess not previously, currently thought by many people is that like females are just like fertile all the time. We're just walking around like you can just get pregnant by like looking at a dude. Well, I don't think anyone thinks that. But although I did hear something I remember in high school, people were saying like, be careful about going into hot tubs like you can get pregnant <laughs> in hot tubs. And I was so scared. I like didn't go into hot tubs with guys for a little while after that until I think I like, I don't know, Googled it. And I was like, OK, I think I'm OK. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a window of, you know, six, maybe max seven days. Um, it's a female really wants to be super careful. And she's tracking her cycle, but it doesn't, like, she can't really track it to a T. Maybe just take a, that week off. But, you know, there's really that window of, like, six days where we're actually fertile. And otherwise, sperm does not survive in our in our vaginas throughout the month. Um, you know, it needs a very specific pH um, to survive. And normally throughout the month, our vaginas, the, the environment of our vagina, it's just very acidic. Sperm does not survive in there, um, you know. Also, our, our mucus, our cervical mucus and our cervical position also tells us if we're fertile. Um, there are many ways to check if you are fertile and you're in that fertile window, also known as the ovulatory phase. Um, and I can, you know, get into that on a different episode of like exactly how to track when you are ovulating. Um, there's actually only one day that we truly ovulate. So one day that you can fertilize that egg. But we say it's a window because um, the environment of your vagina the acidity for those you know five or so days leading up until that one day that you ovulate uh keep sperm alive so sperm can actually stay alive if you were to have unprotected sex for those days leading up until the ov ovulation day so that's why we say it's a window there's a window where you can get pregnant outside of that window you can't get pregnant which is why it's so powerful i mean one of the many reasons why it's so powerful to just track your cycle and to know where you're at and it's so not hard but I mean I uh, I 
will totally admit that I was super intimidated at first at the thought of having to track my cycle every single day, like checking these certain markers, um, you know, like my cervical discharge and cervical position and how I'm feeling and, you know, where the moon is at because I cycle with the moon. Like there's so many cofactors that I was like, I don't have time for this stuff. And it really just becomes second nature so quickly. It takes about 21 days to build habit, they say, but that's of course different for every person. It literally took me at 10 days max to just like, this was just second nature, you know? It's also not like a two hour process. No, not at all. And like, I mean, you're going to the bathroom multiple times a day anyway in the morning and just like for females, check what your cervical discharge is, you know? It's there. It's there. Um... Hello, my people. I want to take a quick little break to talk about something super exciting that is coming to the Peace Love Hormones community lifestyle brand. And that is an herbal formula that I've been working on for the last year to help you tackle your nasty PMS symptoms. So make sure to keep a lookout, subscribe to my podcast, follow me on all social media, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, as well as keeping up to date with my website by joining my subscription list. When you hop on to my website, it will ask you to type in your email to subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed so you are updated on all things Peace Love Hormones. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. So the first one I want to get into for alternative birth control methods, I'm sure many of you have heard of natural family planning, or it's also called the fertility awareness method. So the fertility awareness method, this is something that deserves its own its own episode and I will definitely do that in the future. It's all about tracking your cycle and your basal body temperature, which is different than your normal temperature. Your basal body temperature is something that you actually take right when you wake up in the morning before you even get up out of bed because even the slightest movement raises your body temperature. But these are all great markers um, to just know where you're at in your cycle. So, you know, just to get into a couple of the ways that you can track your cycle, already mentioned, you're tracking your cervical discharge, um, also known as your cervical mucus and or cervical fluid. These are all just same or different names for the same thing. Um, also tracking your cervical position and that, yes, that literally requires females for you to stick your fingers up your vagina and to feel where your cervix is positioned um, because that changes throughout the month. So wildly cool. Um, but Wait, yeah, do you I have th- an explanation of that? Like, does it feel like it's more f- forward, more, b- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, I don't really track the cervical position that much. I'm actually going to search it up right now. Cause again, this is something that deserves it's an entire, like there are people who specialize just in fertility awareness method, you know, like people like that is their area of focus. Like it is very in depth. Um, and so that is a great question so when okay so you're sticking your fingers up your vagina if um you know it's high soft and open open is the key word here that means you are fertile now if it is um a lower opening and it's pretty firm and it's closed you're either not ovulating or you've just ovulated so it's really like it really only opens when we're ovulating interesting Very cool. That makes sense. So there are all these really cool markers that you can track to just track your cycle, to know where you're at, you know, your mood and um, any other type of symptoms that you're, that you may be feeling. So I'm a huge 
advocate for cycle syncing. I already have my cycle syncing episodes out there to sync up with your um, cycle. Super powerful. That is called the fertility awareness method. So it's just, it's being aware of where you're at within your cycle because again, you go through these four phases throughout your cycle. You have the menstrual, you have the follicular, you have the ovulatory, and then you have the luteal phase. So it's just knowing where you're at and knowing, you know, you need extra protection or to completely abstain from sex during your ovulatory phase. Um, and then otherwise during the month you are, do what you want, girl. <laughs> is that also like a harder time to like abstain from sex is during your ovulatory phase? No, that's, no, that's, you mean like in terms of like how your hormones, like are girls feeling like they really want to? Yeah. No, it's not. Um, The time that, Mm. Well, we do feel during the ovulatory phase is our glowing phase, quote unquote. And so we do feel very like outgoing and high vibes. But that's I don't I'm pretty sure that's not like the most sexual phase. Let me see. Yeah. OK. What's another alternative birth method? Um, Here, wait, I want to search that up. Hold up, Andy. Sorry, we're sucking this episode. <laughs> So to answer that question, it's different per female, of course. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but typically you get more aroused. Um, and yeah, the female's more in the mood towards the end of her follicular phase, which we all know that the follicular phase is right before the ovulatory phase. So you're starting to get, you know, you're starting to feel that and you're getting into your ovulatory phase, which again, makes more sense. But this is also being in tune with your body and females on hormonal birth control will not get that. I mean, when I was on birth control, I had zero libido. And most females feel the same when they're on birth control. It's crazy. It just, like, shuts it off. Well, so. I, I would – which also makes sense, right? Because it's like, well, if you're not even going to get pregnant, so why would I right. have any sex drive? Right, exactly. So um, the next one that I want to bring up is – Everyone knows about this. It's called the barrier method, um, but that's just condoms. So it, there are both male and female condoms. I suggest doing some natural ones. Um, Crown and Beyond 7 are great brands. Again, that's Crown, and then Beyond 7 is a separate brand that are natural because I know some people are sensitive to um, to latex. Yeah. and Also, you just want to do natural with everything. I'm totally for the non-toxic lifestyle and also for sustainable brands and products. So the barrier method, like it's super simple. It's funny. I saw someone tweet yesterday. Oh, I won't be able to word it exactly, but it's essentially like girls, the dude's not worth it to be on the pill. Like, trust me, or just use a flipping condom. So, um, yeah. that is called the barrier. Well, method. the pill still doesn't protect you from STDs. No, it does not. And it's not hundred percent effective. Fun fact, my mom got pregnant with both my older sister and my older brother while on hormonal birth control. <laughs> She's very fertile. <laughs> She's poster child for yeah. birth control, apparently. <laughs> the next one I want to talk about is called the diaphragm. This one, actually, you a female needs a prescription to get a diaphragm. But um, you insert it like a tampon. I've never used this before, full, full disclosure. Um, but you insert it like a tampon, and it blocks the cervix to prevent sperm from getting in. So I did a little bit of research, and a lot of people seem to love the Kaya brand. That is C-A-Y-A, Kaya, Kaya. Um, so you do need a prescription for that. And um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. I've never used it myself. Again, I I haven't really found the need to use it, but a lot of females use that who use natural birth control. So then we have the sponge, which I have heard of this one before. Um, I didn't, before doing this research, I didn't know what the diaphragm was, had never heard of it before. I had heard of the sponge before. The sponge covers a female's cervix and it contains it contains a spermicide. So this can be bought at any pharmacy. You don't need a prescription for it. Um, so I did some research though and the spermicide that normally comes in the pack with the sponge can be pretty toxic and have a lot of chemicals in it. So um, I mean it's a spermicide. It's killing the sperm. But I did further research and found this thing called Contragel. And I'll spell that out. C-O-N-T-R-A-G-J. E-L, and that is just a more natural spermicide. So a sponge prevents pregnancy two ways, from literally like physically blocking the cervix from the sperm, and then also the spermicide, which kills the sperm. So the numbers run on this show that it's not as effective, just because, not because of the sponge itself and like, you know, the method, but just because of improper insertion. So I will <laughs> say be more careful. Just make sure if you're going that route, really do your research, watch videos, talk to people who, you know, have used it successfully for quite a bit of time now, just to make sure that you're using that properly. The next one is the copper IUD. So I, I was actually just asked today <clears throat> on Instagram what my thoughts were, are, on the IUD. So the copper IUD is actually non-hormonal. So if you, again, this is a great option if you're like, I just, I don't want to track my cycle. Um, I would rather just have something that is always in me. I can just rely on that. And so with the copper IUD, I will just give some, you know, just be honest with you guys, there is increased cramping and bleeding for about two to four months. Why you may ask? The copper that is released within the copper IUD, hence the name, um, it competes with our, our body's zinc levels and it depletes the zinc actually. So if you're going to do a um, copper IUD, I really suggest that you supplement with a copper zinc blend. And the Paragard is the most popular copper IUD that I have seen um, you know, females use. It seems to be the one that most people use. It's called the Paragard. And it is a T-shaped plastic frame inserted into the uterus. The copper foil produces an inflammatory response that kills sperms, that that kills sperm and eggs. Um, a little freaky, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I again, like I, I didn't ever have the IUD, the hormonal one or the non-hormonal one. Uh, I did explore that option with my gynecologist when I told her I was coming off birth control, and she was like, "Well." She was not a big fan, by the way, of me coming off birth control. And she was like, well, how about you do the IUD? And I had already known a little bit like about the IUD. And I didn't actually at the time, though, when she was talking to me about this, I didn't know that there was a non-hormonal option. And so, you know, at first I kind of lit up and I was like, wait, the copper one is non-hormonal? Like, but wait, what's the catch, you yeah. know? And um, I mean, she just told me, well, you may have extreme bleeding and cramping, <laughs> <laughs> no, right? I you know. may have extreme bleeding and cramping for like two to four months afterwards. And I was like, whoa, that does not seem 
good. That doesn't seem comfortable. It also doesn't seem healthy. Can you please explain to me why that would happen? You know, like clearly our body is like freaked out by this foreign object and is trying to get it out of our body yeah. if it's going to be experiencing this extreme bleeding and cramping. And yeah, I mean, she was like, well, it creates this, an inflammatory response within your uterus. And I was like, okay, enough said, <laughs> enough said. I just don't personally want a foreign object inside my body. That is the point of me coming off hormonal birth control. I just want to be in control of my body. I want to know what is being put in my body you know, what it's doing. And then, you know, not to say like, oh, when you're off birth control, you're just happy all the time. Like no human male or female is happy all the time. You have different emotions, but you definitely have, you have more control over your body when you're not taking a pharmaceutical every single day. So I, you know, I mean, that's kind of my whole spiel. I know this is a pretty short episode. And if there's any form of alternative birth control method that people really want me to dive deeper into aside from the fertility awareness method which that deserves you know an entire episode to itself um everything else i feel like is pretty straightforward like the barrier method which are condoms um then there's the diaphragm there's the sponge that females can you know if you don't want to rely on the dude or you want the dude to wear a condom and you do have a diaphragm or a sponge just to make sure you're extra extra safe that's great um copper iud again at least it's not funking with your hormones which is awesome but i mean you you have to just you have to protect your re reproductive organs so keep that in mind for sure when you are going to do something like the copper iud also keep in mind that every female is different you very well, very well may get the copper IUD and not experience that terrible cramping and bleeding. You may have an amazing experience with it, and I really hope you do if that's the route that you decide to go down. But most females don't have that um, that nice, easy reaction to it. So I did just want to be honest about that. Um, and of course, like I, you know, everything that I've talked about in this episode, I really encourage you to go and do your own research. Um, you know doing your own personal research for your unique body. It's so enlightening. It's incredible. And then you get to figure out what works best for you. Um, and you don't have to rely on anyone or anything to like prevent pregnancy. You're very much in control of your body. You know which method works best for you and your partner. And you don't have to have a baby until you want to. Also, another note about the fertility awareness method. It works if you alternatively want to get pregnant. Instead of trying, you know, during all like the wrong days of the month, you know when to try during that fertile window and hopefully you can have, you know, a beautiful little baby if that is what you so choose to do. I am not going to do that for a while, but Colby is my baby right now. Yes. Colby is my baby. That's all I need. But anyway, I hope that this was an incredibly informational episode for all of you i know many of you guys have been wondering what your other options are i hope i answered your questions as always please connect with me on social media for any other questions comments concerns and i love you all so much please share this episode with anyone who you think would benefit from this episode if you also want to throw it up on your stories and tag me i will share it of course and send you so much love and probably send you a voice message or a video message because i I just love you guys so much. <laughs> Until next time, thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the Maddie Miles podcast. I am Maddie Miles. And I am Baldomero Garza. Peace, love, hormones.